0: Why, hello, friends. You're about to start an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. These next few weeks, however, are going to be a little different. We're going to open with uh, thanking our sponsors because these are going to be film commentaries, and we don't really like to take a break during those. So, first up, a huge thanks to our longest sponsor over at Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it looks like, the, you know, we might be... You know, in quarantine times for the long haul. So start planning now for your locked-in-the-house winter entertainment. Get some board games, get some puzzles, get some role-playing games. Get them now before, you know, every store literally runs out. Because watch. you I guarantee board games will become the new toilet paper. That did not sound right, but you know what I mean. So... <laughs> Go to Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street. And while you're there, thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio. And then another huge shout out and thanks to Bridge City Comics, 3725 North Mississippi Avenue. If you enjoy us talking about uh, Star Trek, which you probably do because you listen to the show, and you'd like to know more ongoing adventures of the Enterprise or Deep Space Nine or Voyager, or really anyone who was worn red, blue, or gold then get yourself to Bridge City Comics. They have all manner of fantastic Star Trek comics, going back to some of the the classic uh, like DC and Marvel ones, maybe even some of the Malibu stuff, as well as the new stuff being put out by IDW. So go there, check them out. You can also find them online at bridgecitycomics.com. And of course, a big shout out to Revnat of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider for hooking us up with equipment so that we can keep doing these podcasts while we are all stuck in our respective homes, basements, living rooms, and what have you, and still make sure the show sounds wonderful. With that, let's kick off Trektober with this issue of Geek in the City Radio. One, two, three, It's been a long, long
1: week. Why don't you spend some time with Geek? So
0: many issues today into which we must delve. We're gonna talk about the stuff that makes you scream and shout. Hit the red alert. We're going warp factor 12. Thanks for pressing play. official now. <laughs> Why, hello, and welcome to issue 568 of Geek in the City Radio. Uh, that was one of our hosts, Claymore, <laughs> or Manju, and I'm Aaron Duran.
2: <laughs> and I'm Bean Arita, Claymore's and mom.
1: And I'm Cable Hashitani.
2: How's it going, everyone? Oh, man. What uh, What a week. <laughs> What a week, kids!
0: It's it's <laughs> Tuesday, lemon. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's been it's been a uh,
0: it's been never mind, la- I'm not gonna do it. Nope. I almost did it. Almost did it.
2: <laughs> the last couple of days have been a lot. I'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> and that's just in personal stuff. Not even the
2: world. Um. No, I guess I mean that too. Yeah. Um. You know. All right.
0: Well, as we promised, all of October will be Trektober. Woo! As we do one commentary a week on what we kind of decided were the quote creepiest Star Trek episodes, uh, one from every series except well, except Discovery and Voyager, because we all forgot that there was basically a weird ass Lovecraft episode of Voyager. What episode is that?
2: What's oh, that? Dang we it!
0: About last week. Uh, hold
2: on, hold on. I do have it noted down because I might still watch it.
0: Yeah, Sack Sac will remind us in just a moment. Lovecraft,
2: old fire.
0: Yeah, maybe not Lovecraft. It was
2: no, it was. Damn it, I'm not gonna remember.
0: It was uh, yeah. it was uh, not not gonna not gonna be commentated on is what it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. we are kicking off this. We're kicking off the month with the original series with the episode "The Wolf in the Fold." We almost picked Cat's Paw uh, because that actually was a Halloween episode, mm-hmm. but we went with Wolf in the Fold because it's actually a little creepier, and as we'll find out, way more sexist too. Mm. Yeah, this is this is not the episode that you show your feminist friends trying to prove that Trek was way ahead of its time on women's issues.
2: Definitely not.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a whole, the series was. This ain't one of them. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, uh, we are all going to be watching it on CBS All Access, but we're making sure that none of the audio gets through so that we're not destroyed by the eyeball, I guess, of CBS. The un- the unblinking eye of Columbia. hmm
2: There
0: we go. That could be taken the wrong way also, but let's just move on. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think, uh, when we get to three, like one, two, three, we're going to all hit play on our, uh. Yeah, on our streaming services, and we're going to kick this off. Yep. This was uh, episode 14, season 2 of Star Trek, the original series, The Wolf in the Fold, aired in 1967. One, two, three, go. Ooh, I turned By the, the way, remote. it's
2: just Wolf in the Fold, not The Wolf in the Fold.
0: I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, this episode has a lot of reused costumes and music. Most Office of the music two felt does. pretty
2: familiar, but yeah. I don't know. I thought it was just remembering like the last time I went to Marrakesh.
1: Wait, the country or the restaurant?
2: <laughs> the restaurant. Oh, okay. Like when were you in Marrakesh? I've never okay. been to Marrakech.
0: Okay. Um. I, yeah, I think this was also the last episode to use any original Alexander Courage music because in Roddenberry we're still having a huge beef because Roddenberry took credit for half the music. Lame. Yeah.
2: Oh, what? Did he write lyrics to this too?
0: <laughs> well, no, but they were still fighting about it. <sighs>
2: my cat's the asshole who eats half the treat and leaves the other half all wet and soggy on my desk. That's great. <laughs>
0: I like that McCoy was already commenting that he likes a place that is a completely hedonist society. Mm-hmm. Uh, because is this before or after Arena? I think it's after Arena, because I think Arena is season one. Uh,
2: don't ask me.
0: Which one's Arena? Where he, Kirk fights the Gorn. <laughs> I thought that
2: was season two. Season uh, one, episode 18. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I bring it all up because Spock has that line when they're about to beam down, where he says, "Doctor McCoy, you sir are a sensualist," and he says, yeah. "He says you bet I am."
2: I was thinking, I'm like, this, this place isn't all that hedonistic, you know? They don't, but I, for the times, I suppose, and what you could put on TV,
0: yeah, it's pretty and, pretty
2: racy. And,
1: and I think the implication is is that. This is not just a uh, a dance hall. It no. is a brothel.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, also, you never see Kirk, McCoy, or Scotty drink in this scene. Because the CBS censors were afraid that it would promote drug use.
2: Um, okay. Yeah, I know. That's a real leap, but okay. (laughs) This guy, this guy's face weirds me out.
0: The the guy with the mustache or the other dude?
2: The other dude who just walked away.
0: Yeah, like with the cape.
2: Uh, Yes, he does have a cape, doesn't he? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. So is
1: this the first time that we actually hear which city in Scotland, uh, Montgomery, Scott is from?
0: I think it's also the only time we ever find out what city he's from.
1: So he's from Aberdeen.
0: He's from Aberdeen. Um, this is, I think, also the second time we actually learn his first name, which we hear later on in the show.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. I was just thinking, like, I guess there isn't a lot of um, material to source from, but I don't feel like I've ever seen uh, you know, like in a show or a movie, a Scotsman going on and on about the fog and how great it is, or like the romanticness of
0: it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Scotty's a, Scotty's a romantic man. He's he's with machines all day long. So, you know, he's got <laughs> his passions.
2: I know. I mean, that's fine. He can be a romantic person if that's the, you know, type of person he wants to be. I've just never heard anyone wax romantic about the fog in Scotland. I
0: guess that's true. Well, I think maybe many, many years from now, a certain Dr. Crusher will, will wax poetic about it. Oh Oh my god Now I want to write the fan fiction (laughs) Because (laughs) Scotty survives in the next gen Which we all know because of relics Mm -hmm. I want him to actually retire on the Scottish planet
2: (laughs) And also fall in love with the ghost of one of his ancestors
0: Well not one of his That's weird
2: I don't know the exact particulars Uh,
0: I do kind of like this fog effect It's kind of cool Um. oh shit question
1: is is that fog machine or is it dry ice
0: dun, 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 dun. I don't know I would assume that's a
2: lot for dry ice
0: yeah yeah that's a lot of dry ice oh poor Scotty
1: there so I one of the things that I thought was weird about this is Their delivery, Uh, Kirk and McCoy's delivery every time they find a dead body. Mm -hmm. It's like they're looking out as if they're looking to the audience to tell the audience what's happened to the people. It's like, why is this written like a stage play?
0: I think this era TV was still kind of that in-between where they were still, because a lot of them were stage plays that they just televised. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I feel like we didn't get till like the late... Late late sixties, maybe early seventies, where that started to go away. Mm. You know,
2: it, it's weird to see a show doing it. It went well into its second season.
0: But I think that was all the shows that were doing that. Like if you watch like a Perry Mason from this era, also, they're when they find a body, they do it. They do the he's been shot. Like they all do that. Mm. I don't know why. Weird, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Uh, I also like that before this the, the break here, uh, McCoy knew where all the good bars were on that planet.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, McCoy's got a hell of a history that I never really tap into. I'd like to do that one day.
1: Thirty six fourteen point nine. That's right. <laughs> God damn, I do really love the remastering of these
0: episodes. They're so pretty. Oh, Mr. Hengist.
1: A.K.A. Piglet.
0: Yeah, Piglet.
2: <laughs> that was really weirding me out when, yeah. when I watched this. Uh, that actor
0: went on to say later on, uh, many years and years later, everyone wanted him they all wanted to talk about his part in this episode, not Piglet.
3: Yeah. Oh.
0: Like, this is what they wanted to ask him about. What was it like being on Star Trek?
2: <laughs> oh, damn it.
0: I think a lot of these costumes were also from uh, where No Man Has Gone before. Like, a lot of reused costumes in this episode.
2: I actually really like the knife that they used for this, this prop knife here. It's pretty cool.
0: Uh-huh.
2: It's a good-looking knife.
0: It looks like an actual knife, not like a prop knife. I mean, I'm not saying that it's like got an edge or whatever, but it doesn't
1: It, it doesn't, doesn't look, look, look like wood like... immediately.
0: Yeah, and on these remastered <laughs> ones, unless they really take their time, you can tell when it's a prop or not.
1: It's a, mm, you it's know. a good knife. Goodbye, Mr. Button. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I always love how uh, DeForest Kelly slurred that. Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah. Yeah, this episode's problematic as hell, but I do kind of give it out to uh to James Doohan. He does a He puts in a pretty good work here being like the tortured character who really doesn't know what he's done. Mm-hmm.
2: It's pretty good. Well, so we we uh we talked over it with some other stuff, but um before the uh before the credits break, um uh Shatner and Kelly are talking about um how Scotty like has just been through some shit and he's got all of this uh resentment towards all women.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Um but so you guys are telling me that is not in reference to something that happened in the previous episode. No. There's like no continuity to that no. whatsoever.
1: There is, 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 is
2: it some sort the of backstory. No, no. What the heck? There's
1: it a- it is a made up condition f- to service the episode.
2: Yeah, just to like give him that extra air of culpability.
1: Yeah, about to the, the audience only. only. Right. About mm-hmm. the only thing that uh, where they maintain continuity for original series is bringing up the Organian peace treaty.
3: Huh. Yeah.
1: Like, anytime they deal with the Klingons, they don't go to war with them because of the Organian Peace Treaty. And that was season one. In season two, they bring it up again in uh, The Trouble of Tribbles.
0: I think it's also brought up in um, Day of the Dove in season three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other than that, the only sense of continuity are the, the two mud episodes. Because mm-hmm. it's right. not the same guy. I and mean, then one could argue the Menagerie because it's a two-parter. <laughs>
2: that's different. Yeah.
0: The actor who plays Mr. Hangus, his eyes are so blue, it's almost like disturbing.
3: Mhm.
0: They just they just stand out. Um I will say though, man, the costume designers on Trek, they were there's a cool look to all the outfits in this series. Mm-hmm. Really is. There are. Yeah. So I remember reading the, the costume designer for Trek was always trying to try to bring in like new fashion styles into like actual high fashion, and everyone thought he was too extreme, so he was like, well, I'll just do Star Trek then. Just kind of cool. Uh.
2: There's a Christian ruined this episode for me right off the bat when this guy inter in, introduces his his wife because yeah. uh, he has a very Borat like way of saying it, and <laughs> he d- he can't even be bothered to like toggle between my wife and uh, what was her name? Sibole Sibon? S-
0: the woman who died.
2: No, his wife.
0: I don't the, remember her name. I don't remember.
2: Wait, we, we were talking. Um, I don't it's like Saibon or Sibol or something like that, uh, Siba. But if he doesn't even alternate between her name and my wife, he just always says my wife, and he says it a lot, and he says it in that sort of Borat style. it was oh, just... it's uh, it's Sibo, Sibo. Right, thank C-bo. you. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to close up the borders.
3: I think right. it's weird
1: that the comment that you made about they weren't drinking. It's like, they drink all the time.
0: I know. that It was weird. I, I read about it a little bit on some of the trivia on this, that apparently they also wanted the drinks to change color depending on the mood. And they couldn't do that because they're just the effects, it was too hard. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, they were afraid about, um, yeah, the censors were like, well, we can't show them... Maybe they didn't want to show them drinking and just sitting. Maybe social drinking is more of a, well, that's what men do, so that's fine. But alcoholics sit in bars and drink. I don't know.
2: Maybe it was a, uh, like, like oh, no, no, you, you get one or the other. They can be at a fucking pleasure house or they can be at a bar drinking, but not both.
0: But not both. Like strip clubs in California. If you want full nude, all you get is juice. If you're fine with just topless, then you can have alcohol. That's weird to me. That's very weird mm-hmm i don't
2: yeah i mean, well, I know understand that in,
1: the, hmm, sorry go
2: ahead oh so i know that in some cities right now um like bars aren't allowed to be open oh, i think that's in new york they have the they've established the same rule that portland's had for a long time is like if you're going to be open as a bar right now you have to also be serving food yeah because the idea is they want to uh deter people from just hanging out for and, and just like being there for hours and hours drinking like right. get in eat your food get out stop exposing yourself mm-hmm.
0: um, right yeah we we miss a good chunk of like really like just bullshit pop psychology there <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's maybe for the best't
1: say we were missing
0: it <laughs> that outfit's great though she looks awesome
2: that's a great dress
0: yeah that whole set is great I would just hang out there
2: it does look like like a really nice hookah bar
0: I I was just thinking that yeah oh no
2: or um our 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 friends Nate and Becca their old place
0: yes (laughs) well and and also Becca kind of dresses that way whenever she gets a chance anyway that's true Oh my god! I never noticed this before. Look at that push in. Mm. So good. But I used to watch this on a really grainy VHS. I never realized like all the fucking stab marks on that yeoman. Mm-hmm. There's it a lot. Anus. Yeah, that's a lot.
2: And you can see her butt. Well, it's just. Which is fine as long as no one's drinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Butts up, glasses down. That's the rule. <laughs>
2: apparently
3: (laughs) oh man
0: oh man but how? how well I mean yeah Doon does sell this pretty well it's pretty great um also a big shout out to Dylan for trying so hard to always keep his uh keep his hand hidden. His hand? So on his right I think it's his right hand, he's missing is it the index finger? He got it shot off during World War Two, I believe.
2: Oh, so he does he just always have his hand covered? He's like, always in the, the whole series?
0: It? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Uh yeah. Uh yeah. Uh oh, his right hand is missing his middle finger. Uh due to him uh on Normandy. So James Duan was not, you know. For being a good little kind Canadian, he didn't fuck around.
3: Hmm.
1: Wait, he he was at D Day?
3: Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah.
1: Wasn't DeForest Kelly also No. No, the thing with DeForest Kelly is his mom's ring.
0: It's That's his true. mom's ring, yeah, that yeah. He would never take it off. Yeah. I think if you see it here, he's act- I think it's on his pinky. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Yeah. Um, when
1: we were doing Trek in the Park, I gave uh, Paul Pisty a ring to wear on his pinky. Yeah. And told him the story why, and he's like, "Done." The mm-hmm. ring also just happened to be the One Ring, so it appealed to oh, him geez. on a couple levels. <laughs>
0: Well, it was like in, uh, just jumping around here, in Star Trek Five, the scene, like when Cybok makes the scene of making McCoy relive, unplugging his father from life support, the lighting kept catching his ring and kind of throwing off the shot. And he apparently told Shatner, he's like, hey, if you need it for this, I'll take the ring off for this shot. And Shatner's like, no. We'll, if we have a flare, we have a flare. I, you don't ever have to take that ring off. So, <laughs> yeah, for all the bad stories about Shatner, he. You know, he's got a little soft spot.
2: I feel bad for this guy that they had not yet invented um, plastic surgery for deviated septums. Oh. It's just completely missing. Just nothing there.
0: Maybe he did a lot of cocaine.
2: Which is why he would have a deviated septum. No, I, I assume that or that's just naturally what his face shape just is. Or the angle, I don't know. Well,
0: you know. watch. you're going to find out he had like an amazingly long Hollywood career.
2: Uh, no, yeah, Christian recognized him. He says he's been in like one episode of everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of those performers, especially, yeah, it's one of those people like, you've seen him in everything kind of thing. Um. Apparently, there's also a reason why this episode has a lot of Kirk and not as much Spock as you'd normally assume.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This was apparently filmed like a couple of weeks after Nimoy received a nomination for Best Actor, but Shatner didn't. Ooh. Whoa. And apparently, Shatner was still a little uh. Yeah, he was a little rubbed the wrong way about that one. <clears throat> So
2: I, I can imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's funny is that, like, that whole Kurt Cadence was like, that's how they told him to act, and then it just became the Shatner thing. But.
2: Ouch. I've never heard that, but that's how they told him to act.
0: Yeah, because he's based on uh, I think Roddenberry said once the inspiration was um, he never did it right but he always was a Horatio Hornblower which was what Roddenberry was always trying oh. to recreate.
2: What?
0: Uh, Horatio Hornblower. It's a character in these uh, British naval books that are, that are pretty good. They're huh. fun. Okay.
2: I thought it was funny that uh, Kirk is the only one in his like Casual jacket, yeah. The whole episode,
0: yeah. I dig that jacket, though. Try to remember when that first that jacket first uh, debuted, but I dig it.
1: It was in season one.
0: Yeah, I remember it season one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And why he's the only one that got like a casual kind of outfit, chilling, Captain.
1: Because he's the captain.
0: I guess that's true. Yeah,
1: That's that's where the whole concept of ca- casual duty uniform for captains came from.
0: Oh, man, yeah.
1: That's why Picard got one.
0: Picard got oh. that jacket.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's not just the jacket. It was also that the uniform top was gray and black.
0: Yeah. Uh, this music, I do believe, is from The Man Trap. Huh. With the salt vampire. Blah, blah, blah. All
2: right, seance time.
0: Yeah, man, it's gonna be great. Uh, this episode, written by Robert Block, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who did a lot of stuff. Um, also, apparently, like super obsessed with Jack the Ripper.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Was that you that was talking about that earlier? Yeah, he's he wrote like, like he wrote four separate different... Jack the
0: Ripper scripts. And I think a novel also.
1: There have been uh, two or three different graphic novels that have been based on other Jack the Ripper books that he's written. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I I think we have one. There's uh, one published by IDW.
0: Sibo uh, Screams. Sebo Screams. Uh, Scotty, damn it, man! Look up, scream. Yeah, uh, reuse scream. Uh, I think that was a scream from uh, where no man has gone before. Mm. When uh, when Mitchell kills somebody, kills uh, kills a lady. Mm. Mitchell. Sure, his wife's body is like still there, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, let's have this conversation."
2: I know. Also, this is now uh, suspected. Scotty's third murder, and right. they're not going to cuff him or anything.
0: He's just going to chill. Well, they mentioned that Argelius hasn't had a crime in like centuries.
1: Yeah, and but they... that
2: doesn't mean you do nothing.
1: That's well that uh, makes the assumption that they have police the way that we have police right and clearly they don't
0: yeah cuz mr hangus is not argelian
2: right nobody but, but he's but he is there in a uh what is the word like in not not an enforcement capacity but and it doesn't have to be him like anybody kirk and bones could be like you know we're just going to Put you. We're going to lock you in this room for your own, just for your own good. For now, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't have to be this, like, you know. Yeah, but,
0: but then you wouldn't have an episode. <laughs>
2: it's it's just it's a plot hole, is what right. I'm saying. That's fine. I'm actually like reading trivia and goofs and whatever, and they like they mention some plot holes, and I'm like, that's not a plot hole. This is a plot hole. I
1: actually feel that this is not a plot hole. This is sp- specifically deliberate. Like, they want to play out the yeah. theater. Like, they're not cuffing them or throwing them in another room because they this is a haunted house episode. They're all stuck in the same haunted house.
2: Well, here right. you go. Um, no, you're, you're right. Obviously, if they did that, then there wouldn't be the episode. Or, like, sure. the, the, that right. storyline wouldn't – it would just fall flat. Uh, but here's an issue is, like, would they – Okay, we have. uh, There is still a law on the books that was never removed on how we deal with murderers. But that's that's the only regulation or structure that they have around crime breaking is this old law that just never got taken off the books.
1: Which is they kill murderers.
0: They kill murderers. Yeah, through torture. Oh, that's right. It's death by torture. Mm -hmm.
2: Slow torture. Slow (laughs) Slow torture.
3: Slow torture, mm-hmm. swaying
0: in the moon. Okay, get ready for the shot here. <laughs> it's going to be a hand double.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Working. It's one of my favorite fucking computer voices ever. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Scotty. Oh, here comes the, uh, here comes the hatred of women. Mm.
2: Mm. (sighs) Oh, that's what it was. Right. Also,
0: like, like, why would they, I always wonder why they bothered to do that entire thing on the planet when they literally just beamed up here, put his hand on here and the computer's like,
2: he's fine. Yeah. Well, first let's do it the mystic way.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> because they had to. They're... Kirk talked about the fact that, yeah, by Sovereign. beaming down to this planet, they were they were uh, subject to yeah that law, right right, Be-
2: right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> he sounded pretty well. Which is pretty good. Now we're just now we're just watching the episode. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but that this is the meat and potatoes of it. This is where
2: This is where uh, they start to put things together.
1: Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they would have gotten a lot of this had uh the Lieutenant Tracy not gotten killed as well, because she came down with a tricorder to do exactly what's going on right
0: now. Not just any uh. tricorder, the psychic tricorder. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called? It's called the psychic tricorder, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: What?
0: So he's not 22. Right there, hand model.
3: Uh, Let's
2: see. Perfectly cromulent hand. Yeah,
0: it's fine. I think this entire—I think I read somewhere—this entire like scene here in this boardroom or whatever Mm -hmm. is the longest continual usage of like one set on the episode. It's like a thirteen-minute scene.
1: Mm -hmm. It is. It is a long scene.
0: Yeah, it's basically we're just now we're in a courtroom. Like this entire thing is a courtroom in a horror movie all at once. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh,
2: he did say. He did say Tara. It's supposed to be Kara, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love an original series like every like planet leader is just, just like one thing away from being like a cult leader. They, <laughs> the, they got the robes. They got that sweet goatee. Right. You know, they do the hand thing. It's pretty great.
1: I feel like they they reused the same image for. Um... What's the episode, is it Who Mourns Methuselah or something like that? It's the one where Kirk... Hmm?
0: I mean, I wouldn't know that episode name. That's nerdy.
1: No. (laughs) Anyway, it's the episode where there's an acting troupe that Kirk goes, hey, wait, I recognize that guy. He's massacred an entire planet.
0: He's a war criminal. That's not Requiem for Methuselah. That's Conscious of the King.
1: Oh, that's it. Thank you.
0: And that dude does look like that. Yeah yeah it's not him, but yeah, I totally see the resemblance,
1: oh yeah but, well it's because i I know it's not it's not the same actor, but it's the exact same look,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: they've got a template,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, kinda
0: I feel like the costume for the average Arganians they like went down to like the universal lot and borrowed all the like the Eastern European peasants from the monster movies Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
1: <clears throat> yeah, it feels very. Old
0: Turkish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that does make sense for what they're trying to create, you know. Oh, shit. Ooh. Drama. Oh, the
2: shame. (laughs) It's like, don't get involved with a sex worker if you can't handle it.
0: I feel like, though, that seems like almost everyone on that planet.
2: But, well, then he's got a real problem, then. Yeah. Because no matter who he meets, it's going to be the same issue of jealousy.
0: Right. I mean, Dad was clearly fine with it. It's the family tradition.
2: Yeah, it was, they worked together.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's... He was very proud of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay.
0: Good for that.
1: I also here's a here's an error in judgment. So Mr Scott is believed to kill women.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: He's believed to kill three. So we're going to have a trial with the computer and everyone in the room is male except the one woman.
0: Right. <laughs> right
1: it's like why? Why like I know why, but that should have been a male yeoman.
2: <laughs>
0: right. I mean, I don't, nothing happens to her,
2: right? No. Bravest bravest person in the room.
0: Oh, and she's in a red shirt, too.
2: <laughs> she, gets,
0: she gets taken hostage. Oh, right, but not by Scotty. Uh, I do love how Star Trek, the computer, can also kind of be your deus ex machina. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. All right, here we go. It's time to make the jump. <clears throat> you could totally do a sequel to this uh, this episode.
1: Or the frozen space corpse of found by
0: another ship. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they do? They beam him out?
2: Spoilers.
0: Oh, psh. right. Sorry.
1: Yes, it is. But they also... They do a wide dispersal so they don't beam him, like, he doesn't rematerialize in one
0: piece. Right. But, you know, things happen. So,
2: so Red Jack is another name for Jack the Ripper.
0: Mm -hmm. I think he was called that once in the papers, yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Red Jack. Yeah. Which they're slurring here is regic. Regic. I see. <clears throat> and I also like is the uh, that Mr. Hengus is like. Well, he lived hundreds of years ago. It's like,
0: why How do, do you know that?
1: Yeah, well, you're not
0: from. You're not from Earth. That's clearly Robert Block being like everyone still know about Jack the Ripper all the yes. time.
2: Everyone cares about Jack the Ripper as much as I care about Jack the Ripper. <laughs> That's right.
0: I feel like many people go through their Jack the Ripper phase where they want to read everything about it. I
1: think I went through my Jack the Ripper phase when I read all of From Hell. That was exhausting.
0: I went through (laughs) mine in like the late 80s because that would have been, it's so weird, the 100th anniversary of the Ripper killings. So like every TV show was doing a documentary or a miniseries and I was, Mm. you know, and it came out around Halloween. I was like, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, apart from the incredibly and awful like sexist elements of this episode, it's not without its charm of them doing yeah, cable's right. it kind of turns into a haunted house movie mm-hmm. It's fun for that element, you know you know you've got the superstitious people, you have the people of science and then you have the monster that... You know, betrays all reality.
2: Uh, it's the mist, but in space.
0: Yes. Not to be confused with uh, the episode The Obsession, which was another mist in space.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's the thing, people when you don't have much of a budget, you can make your monster air. It's really effective. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am surprised they didn't go the extra route of filling the Enterprise with fog.
0: Oh, Ah. that would have been awesome. Well, you could only do it it? after this scene. That's when it would work. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been awesome, Cable. Let's invent a time Mm -hmm. machine to go back and change this episode. I don't even mean that ironically. (laughs) Forget everything else we could fix with humanity. We're going to fix just one episode of Star Trek. Did you guys kill Hitler or stop like Trump from being born? No, but you know the episode Wolf in the Fold? So it really needed fog in the corridors? Fix that. You're welcome, humanity.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, did you at least fix the sexism? No. <laughs> it, it just, missed, just, just the fog. Just trust me. God, what am I, a monster? What am I, Lucas? We did, yeah. we did the
1: thing that we knew how to fix.
0: That's right. we knew things that wouldn't completely alter the space-time continuum Mm -hmm. that's actually a good story idea time travelers that they know they can't fix like fix points but they can fix little things that they always found annoying in pop
2: culture (laughs) that is so fucking niche Uh uh-huh
0: Also, even if you don't know this story, Mr. Hengist doth protest way too much. He does. Yeah.
1: I also appreciate that. Um, the, the the town leader—I can't remember his name now. Uh, the guy in the uh, robe. Yeah. Right. Is uh, like he exhibits good signs of a good leader. Like he is personally impacted. By what's happening, and right. yet he is remaining as composed as possible, yeah, yeah because he knows that that is what his job is
0: uh, pretty impressive Jar is right
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, Jar is
1: and now we get into the other unsolved murders,
0: oh man, yeah, the Martian colony.
1: I like that there's one that they mentioned that's in 1975, and I'm like, you aired in 1968. <laughs> yeah. What
0: did you... If that had come to pass...
2: Yeah, I like the ways... That, oh, yeah, that would have been awkward.
0: Well, and also how, like, in... um When Kurt... That, that real famous Risk is Our Business speech from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So that episode was written a year before... um Like the only thing that happened before that was the Apollo was the Apollo One disaster, and that episode, like Kirk mentions, like, do you wish man had never landed on the moon? Like they're already saying, like, we're going to do it.
2: One solar year ago.
1: And now the finger points to Mister Hengus. Picklet, what did you do?
2: I know, he sounds especially pigletty right there, too. Well, that's not a crime.
3: What?
0: Spock knows. Mm-hmm. Spock can. always knows. That's right. Even in the final frontier, A Cab. Spock knows. Spock knows the score. Just keep waiting for it to be like, and also Captain, fuck twelve.
2: Peaceful sheep.
0: <laughs> yeah, drink. Always drink your whole drink when they reference the title. Oh, oh God. Uh-huh. No, you don't have to, we're not doing that. But that's the old rules. <laughs>
2: Just a long pan on it, just a shot of his face.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's knowing the jigsaw. You you
2: can hear the sweat groaning down his face. Uh I don't think we're gonna get out of this
0: one, Pooh. (laughs) Oh, bother. (laughs) This is what happens to Piglet when he's the only survivor on the hundred acre wood like, all his friends are dead,
2: he goes mad. Yeah, He's Christopher the Robin all sold
1: All his friends are dead. <laughs>
2: yeah, Christopher <laughs> Robins
0: sold the land for profit, so all he has
2: left is his hatred.
1: <laughs> yeah! And then and this Sick. is clearly the stuntman.
0: This is the worst stuntman ever. Well, not the worst for Trek, but it's damn close.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't catch that on the big screen.
0: He's dead, Jim.
1: He got to say they're dead, Jim, a lot in so this So many episode.
2: times. Yeah.
0: So to this day, my sister cannot watch this episode because of this scene. Really, she was like four years old when this was playing. Like my mom and I were watching like it on video, and she hears that she hears that voice, and like it imprinted on her. So we're like, I could call her now and go like, "Red Jack, Red Jack, Red Jack, shut up!" And she'd hang up. (laughs) Guys, you can't put a dead body on a chair. Well, I guess you can do that. That works. Yeah,
2: sure. Uh, weekend at Bernie's?
0: That would be They awesome. do all
2: kinds of stuff with that dead body. Lou? You can 100% do that. It's fine.
0: You can't really stand them up. They'll just fall down.
2: They didn't stand mm-hmm. them up.
0: It needs fear and terror. Oh, that's right. There's this tiny little spot with uh, Sulu in this, right? Mm-hmm. There's no Uhura and Chekhov in this episode, but...
1: No, there is Uhura.
2: Oh, no, you're right.
1: There is no, no Uhura.
2: There isn't. It's in the trivia.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that line, though.
1: Michelle and Walter it. took the weekend off. Yeah.
0: Get <laughs> tranquilized... Get sleep an active volcano.
1: Oh, we were talking through the line that Spock gave about... Uh, Women are, women are easy to scare.
0: Yeah. Mm. I think I'm once in a while but oh sorry, been I mean, go
2: ahead. I think my timing is off cuz I keep uh, getting lags in the stream.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Well, the enterprise becomes a vent
2: horizon for a little while. <laughs> mm-hmm. This goes by super fast, though. Huh? They, they, yeah. This goes super fast. Like they recover really, really quickly and like well, just move on.
0: They know their ship.
2: <laughs> Never understood these elevators.
0: It's Because they're turbo lifts.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry.
0: No. What do you mean? What the, wh- What do you understand about them? They're... The
2: The handle, the downward pointing handle, just seems like a really strange way to operate that type of conveyor
0: machine oh man it's so cool mm-hmm. I think it's because they just wanted the actors to do something when they're in the turbo lift <laughs> hence why from like after T.O.S. on those were all gone you just would walk in and you know
2: it's keep your mm-hmm. hands at
0: your side I guess that's what you gotta do God, look at all that like that fucking wood diodes back there. <laughs> yep, man. <clears throat> it's still cool though.
2: Oh, Star Trek jumpsuit. Yeah. yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, that's for the enlisted men, or the en- the enlisted um, members of Starfleet.
0: Yeah, they get jumpsuits.
1: They don't huh. get uniforms because they're not officers
2: weird I never realized that that was where the distinction lied
0: yeah Mm -hmm. I mean they weren't really good at kind of keeping that up but that kind of was supposed to be the point
1: like the only character that uh, in modern Trek that we deal with that is a main character and has a uh, an officer role but is not an officer is Miles O'Brien
2: Mm. And is it always bugs me that what, What's his rank?
1: Chief Petty Officer. Uh. No, Chief Petty Officer. Yeah. Like he doesn't wear he doesn't have any pips on his mm. collar at all.
0: No, as I say what annoyed <sighs> me is that in the official like truck cannon, mm-hmm. they have enlisted ranking. They just never bother to make them and put them on the uniform for him.
3: Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: Like they're little they're little bars instead of circles, they're little bars.
2: Interesting. I I I don't really remember much about the um, naval ranking system, but uh, a chief, anything, would still be different from an enlisted person.
0: Well, a chief's not an officer, though.
2: But they're not enlisted. I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about naval stuff, which Uh, is what what their ranks are based on, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm I want to oh, Brian. point out that
0: an immortal killer is stopped by math. Yes. <laughs> <Awesome>.
1: <laughs> Figuring. Also, I p- like
0: up. I like drugged up Sulu. Mm-hmm. Seriously? They're all
1: great once they all get drugged up, and they're all just kind of hey man.
0: Oh, that's awesome. right because we also get like super drunk uh, Scotty also, huh? Mm-hmm. Everyone's and, all living. And McCoy. Yeah. It is pretty great. <laughs> uh <laughs> what his name isn't either the guy who runs the city. Nope. Nope.
2: But uh, but the uh, the musician father is
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. They're all doped up.
1: Yeah, these four aren't yet.
2: Oh, so interesting. Just you. Thank you.
1: And there's the the horror lighting again.
2: It's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would actually be really frightened if the thing possessed Spock Dude's got like four times the strength Of everyone here
2: yeah. mm-hmm. Oh you son of a bitch
0: Oh yeah That's some good so much dubbing. for him
2: being dead.
0: He is dead. He just resurrected him.
1: He just animates the body.
0: Yeah. Eh. Oh,
2: that's the <laughs> stunt double again.
1: That's the stunt double there. Yep.
0: Okay, but that was what awesome though. McCoy's like, come here little lady. Let's dance. <laughs> this is really funny. He He's
2: like threatening everybody, everybody but everyone's I, just laughing. Isn't it <laughs> so good? Die. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen Copy that audio I have never and play seen Kirk.
0: Yeah, I've never seen Kirk hold the character in a more entertaining fashion. Mhm. Got this guy. Get out of the way. <laughs> Shove. He does. Yes. <laughs> I do like how all these drunk crew members are low-key just aggravating the hell out of Spock.
1: Yes. Because he's like, they're, he considers them, there we go, pigs in space. Um.
2: Uh, like being the one sober guy at the party. Like, you know, you're the yes, DD for you, you and your friends. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: <laughs> now I feel really bad for Christian when he becomes one of our parties. He's... He's the Spock just like oh god here they oh, go. Oh
2: yeah, he has he has a, a confirmed that it is exactly like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. This is where they're drunk and they want to go back out of the planet.
2: Mhm. <laughs> pretty big shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what? He never finishes the sentence. <laughs> not having it.
0: Uh, Jim, uh, have you looked at the calendar? That's way got, not even close to seven years, buddy. Yep. Yes, go alone, Jim. Have some fun.
2: You're I do boy. find it
1: odd that he's like, "Oh wait, you mean I I have to go alone?" Like
2: I have to go, I have to go expect- by myself. Yeah. It's like,
1: were you planning on
0: this guy's like, to- "I'm gonna beam random shit." <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, sir. Why are you missing boots? Why don't you see if I could beam them? I could.
1: where, where did you beam them? Over on that. Yeah, moon.
0: Somewhere. Alright, that was awesome. I'm gonna turn mine off now. Before it goes right into oh, the, the
1: Trouble with triples Yeah. yeah. So Which is it what is. Is... What was that? I was gonna say that's what happened when I was watching this over the weekend, is it just went right into the Trouble with Oh no.
2: Anything but that.
1: And then I had to watch trials and triple tribulations,
2: tribulations? Yes. Nice. Right. Yes.
1: <laughs> that's the rule. If you I watch 1, real. you have to watch the other.
0: I'd like to see someone actually recut them all into one giant episode sometime. I'm sure some nerd has done that already. I think
1: it's a, yeah, I'm sure it's already been done on YouTube yeah. somewhere.
0: Yeah, probably. probably. All right. So that was it. What were your thoughts on uh, Wolf in the Fold?
2: Uh It's more fun than creepy. Yeah. You that like your, you got like your court setting. You've got your murder mystery. Um,
1: I feel as though it's the uh, we need to tranquilize the entire crew and they all get high.
2: Yeah, like, and then it gets silly.
1: Yeah, it changes the the tone of the of the horror, which yes. is might have been something that the standards and practices went. No, you can't air this as is. This is terrifying. And you can't just sedate everybody and have them unconscious because then you have like three people running around and space Jack the Ripper is still killing. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah. How many? So deaths were there though? Four. Right. Three. There was mm-hmm. the the first woman from the bar. The dancer. Then there was the um, the ensign. Uh. And oh, then. It. And then not Sonia. Sibo. Uh, Sibo. And was then it? and then technically four if you count Piglet.
1: He wasn't killed.
2: They said he was. They said he was dead and then that like I don't know what he was reanimated by the the spirit of Red Jack or whatever
1: which, which um begs the question
0: yeah, when did that's... he die?
2: Fair I enough.
0: Have, I always but, read that that Mr. Hengist has been dead for a long time.
2: Okay, yep. fair enough, but for the purposes of on-screen deaths there were four.
0: You there was
1: could, yes
2: you yeah. could you could easily have taken that story and like made the long part short and the short part long mm-hmm. uh, first death happens they're like okay we got to get to the bottom of this if it wasn't you Scotty or you don't remember what happened we're gonna use our psychic uh, lie detector thing to um, yeah. to find out what really happened and then from there things escalate into more of a haunted house situation and the subsequent murders can happen on the ship while they're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who is doing this, why and how to stop it. Just sort of like shift when the transition from being in on what was, what the heck was the name of the planet?
0: Argelius. Argelius.
2: Mm -hmm. So a shift, how much time they spend on Argelius trying to figure it out. And move on to the ship. And like you could have you could have had the seance still happening. You could have like brought all of those Regelian people onto the ship to still, you know, help with the investigation.
0: Um Yeah. yeah would you I don't know. would you like to join Cable and I in our time machine? We were just gonna add fog, but
2: Well no, we don't wanna go we don't want to change too many things, right? That was right. the point. We gotta like so minor inconveniences. I, I have
1: never made that any I, I'm not making that claim. I want to change lots of things. <laughs>
0: uh, maybe I... I. Maybe if IDW ever resurrects the Kelvin Timeline comic series, I'd actually think that'd be really fun to do, is use the Kelvin Timeline comics mm-hmm. to basically retool classic episodes as single issues.
1: That's what they were doing.
0: Yeah, I know. I actually like... pitched them a reimagined Tholian web, and then they ended the series. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. Wow.
2: Well, if it comes back, that's what that's there's one you can use.
0: Uh, you know what? I've given them enough ideas that they're using now. <laughs> Is that out loud? <laughs> what? Add fog. Ooh. So yeah, fog. yeah, fun episode. Uh, hella sexist, deeply problematic. All worth it for piglet yelling, die, kill, make you suffer. <laughs> 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 and drunk Sulu and McCoy. That's kind of that's kind of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Definitely drunk Sulu and McCoy.
0: Uh, next week we move on to TNG with schisms. Oh man, that one! Yeah. I love that episode.
1: That's because it's a good episode.
0: It's really good. Apart from a weird like carpentry jump in the holodeck, but that's a we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> that's a whole thing. But yeah, that's it. Uh, they are going to be shorter episodes this month. Unless well, there's something you guys want to talk about really quick. It's kinda, Not today. Uh, uh,
1: I thought that there was a thing. I thought it was even Star Trek related. Uh, oh, yeah, it was probably just the fact that I wanted to talk a little bit about Lower Decks.
0: We got a few minutes.
1: Because that episode was glorious.
0: Uh, that, that was a lot probably- of fun. Has one of the best inside jokes that series has done yet, and and not even like the glory shot of the uh, Cerritos, which was mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just and all the and lens flares. Mm-hmm. For me, so the whole is, episode. Yeah, for me, it was That's when good. Mariner said, "No, I just kind of pictured you as like a you know a Lieutenant Zahn, who's Lieutenant Zahn exactly,
2: exactly." <laughs> is that how the conversation went? I mean, like, I know the like whole that, point yeah. was I. I thought it was that, like, he got retcon, Like, she flat out said he got retconned. And then, and then, he, and then Boimler says, who's that exactly?
0: Yeah. That's something like that. Either way.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, the, the end result is the same. Yeah. I definitely a- immediately go- went to try to look it up, but I didn't finish, like, <laughs> looking at the information because I, you can't not pay attention while you're watching Lower Decks. It's no. so rapid fire. Mm-hmm.
1: And I started rewatching some of it uh, yesterday. Just I think I made it through about five of the episodes. It's like, god damn it, this is still really funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the most recent episode too, like it was super over the top and really, really funny. And I thought like, okay, that's good enough. That's that's kinda all I need. But then about two thirds through I'm like, oh no, wait, this is also like really emotionally deep as we dive into Mariner. I was like this got actually really serious while still landing the jokes. Yeah, it did. Yeah.
1: And I feel like they've been doing that more and more and more with each episode to the degree that it is hard for me to go, oh, it's the funny Trek and it's like no, it's just straight up Star Trek.
2: Yeah. Well, jokes. um, you know, uh you will likely remember that when The Orville started, it was just kind of like laugh and like, you know, poop humor. But uh, as, as the season progressed, they started getting like deeper into the characters' backstories and Mm -hmm. all of their individual foibles and emotional issues uh, until it got way more preachy than we expected at first. And I don't mean preachy in a bad way. I just mean like, Mm. clearly we have a message here and we want you to care about something. It's not just about, you know, dick jokes.
3: Right. Mm
2: -hmm. So I think, I think maybe we're getting into that, that curve and um, I don't know how many episodes that'll last, but eventually I assume we'll be on the other side of that curve where it's a little more serious than, than just humorous.
1: Uh, I think it's good that then this week's episode is the last episode for the season.
2: Oh, what? That... Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was ten the e- last
2: episode of the season? No, no,
1: no. This week's episode. The one this coming
2: up. Okay. Ooh. What, ten,
0: 10 episodes, right?
2: Okay. Yep. Oh, wow. All right.
1: Because the week after, Is the season premiere of Discovery season three? Woohoo! Yeah, I'm. That actually makes me more glad that we're doing Trek uh, horror Trek for our October. Yeah. Since this also seems to be the month of Trek, in general. That's true.
3: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: Uh,
0: And then it'll be a very dark time after Discovery season three because fucking nothing's being shot.
2: When is nope. um, when is Strange New World supposed to premiere? I thought that was immediately after.
0: No, they're still breaking the story. They haven't filmed a single episode.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, I must have remembered that wrong. Uh,
0: COVID just
1: screwed everything up.
0: Yeah, and hard. season two is... One of the reasons it's on hiatus is that it's COVID related, but not for what people would assume.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the studio can't get insurance for patrick stewart because he's you know an 84 year old man in the era of COVID, and the studios like no one will insure him and you have to have insurance on a film shoot like everyone gets insured right and because the risk would be so high for him no one will insure him
2: wow i guess can they not do the same thing as like riverdale they're they're filming again uh but they basically like they got tested everyone cleared, and then now now they're all in a bubble.
0: I, I think it's because of his age. I mean, that's why. Yes. If he was younger, I think that's what they would be doing.
2: Hmm. You know. That's too bad. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess better to keep him keep him safe.
0: Yes. Protect Patrick Stewart at all costs.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, that just, that just made me sad, because that's what we used to say about Ginsburg. Oh,
0: sorry. I didn't mean to okay. bring you down.
2: That's okay. Um but here we go something uh to change gears. Yay. I I started watching <laughs> Rebels. I'm already done with the first season. Mm. So now I'm into season 2. Uh yes. Yes, it is a <laughs> definitely a show that I don't know feels more blatantly geared towards children. There's a lot more like goofiness and slapstick humor.
0: Huh. Um, yeah.
2: But at the same time it's it's still it's still a Star Wars and you know they are there's still you know like the the deep sadness of the orphan boy and you've got like a lot of other like firefly comes to mind when I watch this <clears throat> you've got like the the badass mature captain female captain who's kind of like you know takes no shits uh, but you've also got like a young spunky chick who's cool and you've got, you know, like the big bruiser who's kind of an idiot, but he's got a solid heart, and it's it's got all of the uh, it's got all of the elements you need mm-hmm. for a good, you know, band of rebellious space-faring folk.
1: Um, yeah,
0: I also like that. Like a lot of them are based on the original Ralph McQuarrie designs. Yes. So like, I
2: don't I don't know what that means.
0: He's the guy that did a lot of the initial artwork when they were when Star Wars like episode four basically was in pre production. <clears throat> so like the So basically bruiser, Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: The, the the big bruiser character, like that's the original Chewbacca design.
3: Mm,
1: and okay.
0: Chopper is the original droid look, and the ghost is what was the one of the first designs of the Falcon. So a lot of that stuff is pretty cool.
2: Cool. <clears throat> uh, I just finished the episode where they introduce uh, Rex and his friends as a uh, uh, as older men, just sort of like hiding out in the wilderness.
0: Yeah, I love that Rex survives all the way through Jedi.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that they made that guy. Camera. Does he? So when next time you watch Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and you watch the scenes on Endor there is a grizzled old rebel with like Han and Leia. Like he's in the full rebel gorilla outfits. He's got this long kind of fluffy white beard. Mm -hmm. That's that's Rex. They officially said that is Rex. Oh, fun. Yeah.
2: But does that mean that they designed the Rex character, like, you know, starting in Clone Wars based off of that guy, or they just kind of push those two things together later? No, No, they
1: they based the look of Rex in Rebels on the character from jedi
2: yes cool cool okay
0: yeah you're gonna have fun you've got a lot of uh you got a lot of emotions coming your way just be yeah ready.
2: norm uh, was saying and sorry guys i realized that like we were pretty negligent about the chat today but i do see that you guys had a lot of things to say uh and norm just now said that season two is where the switch happens which yeah, i, I mean, assume he means like you're gonna come around that corner
0: I mean, I say it, it still happens in season one when Tarkin shows up. Uh, season two is when Vader begins to make an appearance and there is another tonal shift in the series.
2: Right, yeah. Like that's, I think that's like the first two episodes is Vader being introduced and that's a that's an arc that feeds into the second car- uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's definitely a tonal shift. Tarkin, I mean, yeah, he's a big bad, but it's not the same tonal shift as when Vader comes along. Really? Sure. Yeah, because Tarkin is around, but they're not dealing with him directly. When they introduce Vader, they fight him, mm. you know, face to face immediately, and it doesn't go well, and they have to bail, and they're like, "What the fuck was that?" So I, it's.
1: I think that's like I get I get that. I, uh, for me, the the tonal shift comes with Tarkin because Tarkin is the guy that. Yeah, he doesn't scare you or intimidate you by being in the same room with him. He just has, you know, 3,000 people killed in an entire town to make a point. Yeah. Everything that he does is, like, someone goes, oh, we're having problems with this. It's like, oh, okay, go kill half of the populace. What? Kill them. Why would we do that? To make sure that no one else does it.
2: Was that Tarkin? Yes. Yes. And what... What episode was that? Can you give me like a rough?
1: Um, it's short. like he has, like he has people killed I... on screen in front of him, um, and then I don't
2: remember that. Then there's
1: there's, a... there's Town which is a shanty town right. that he has troopers go and burn.
2: No, Vader did that because I, I just saw that episode. Because they think, like they say, "Oh, we think they've gone to hide in Tarkintown. Town," and they, and Vader says, um, and they they ask him, they ask Vader, "Do you want us to go looking for them there?" Because that's probably where they went. And he said, "No, but burn it down." Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's early season two, like right after they've introduced Vader. I'm gonna say it's either episode two or three, whichever hmm. one is the. Um, uh, let me see here. Like I literally just watched these. I me mean, if I find the episode guide. Okay. I'd be able to tell you.
0: <clears throat> the the thing I always think about, there's an actual like there's a canon short story about Tarkin about when he was still I think it was when he was still like an admiral, when he was like Admiral Tarkin. hmm And the Imperial Senate still exists and there's like a protest on Chandrilla. And the Emperor's like, Tarkin, I want you to go there and negotiate with these protesters. Like that's his mission. Go out there, negotiate with them and get the protesting this. Bring order back to Chandrilla because Mon Mothma clearly can't control her own people. So Tarkin goes out there and literally it talks about how thousands of people are in like the town square. Picket signs, chanting, you know, the you know, the emperors Eve, like all like the stuff you see like in protests. And they all think that Tarkin's there to negotiate with them. He just lands on top of all of them. Like he just drops a Republic, what would have been then still a Republic Star Destroyer. He just lands on the platform. And then basically comes out and says, Any other grievances you wish to air?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's another protest in the Senate, and the Emperor responds by making Admiral Tarkin governor. <laughs> Tarkin's evil. I -hmm. mean,
2: I don't disagree with that. I'm just—I feel like I haven't actually seen uh, Tarkin bust out like that yet. Yeah, I mean, they
0: can't—they can't show a lot of that in Rebels because it's a kid show. But
1: But he makes those orders. Maybe I am thinking of what he does in season three.
2: I'm trying to find it, but it's a little tricky because. A- yes. Episodes one and two of season two are, are called the siege of Lothal. And that's the one where they, they encounter Vader for the first time. They get away. And then, yeah, he, de- he, uh, he has, he has Town destroyed, burned down just cause. <laughs>
3: right.
2: Cause he knows that they're going to try to do something evasive to, uh, get out and, you know, and get, re- be able to, to hit hyperspace and move away from that planet. Um, and so rather than like trying to stop it he, he, he sets up a way to track them and lets them get away mm-hmm. um,
0: I think it was one of the Darth Vader comics the last few years ago where it's like Vader basically like asked the Emperor like why do you keep him around like he's obviously power hungry he obviously wants the entire empire for himself like why do you do it like you he's dangerous why do you do it Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the Emperor's attitude is basically because he upsets you and keeps me on my toes, Lord Vader. That's mm-hmm. why. <laughs> you know?
2: The unnecessary evil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he accomplishes all of the things that the Emperor wants accomplished.
2: For sure. He's very efficient.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, the entire... Uh...
0: This is such a nerdy dive here, but whatever. It's that's, this, that's this show. The entire like Empire's doctrine of fear is called the Tarkin doctrine. Like it's all mm-hmm. based on his on his designs,
2: right? And well, I I know, I know that I guess if you don't know a lot of these other like backstories, like you guys do, yeah. uh, like, like the average Star Wars fan would just be like, oh yeah, Vader is like the baddest, scariest guy you know, on you know on that side of the sure the the war i guess but um you know i picked up during clone wars that when anakin is still anakin and he meets and has to work with tarkin yeah over the course of a couple years here and there like he picks up a lot of stuff from him so Mm -hmm. in some ways he you know he's he is an apprentice to tarkin's methodology too
0: yeah yeah i love those episodes
2: yeah, there's some really good foreshadowing there.
0: Yeah, Tarkin telling him, like, you're the only Jedi that seems to get it. You're mm-hmm. the only one I would ever trust to lead into a battle. You're the only one who should be a part of the Republic. Yeah. It's pretty yep. great.
2: Yeah, it's it's really, really good backstory, like, knowing where both of those guys end up down the road.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: and then yeah, in actually. season three and four, you get introduced to Thrawn.
2: Ooh, yay, I've heard a lot about that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all true. He's a bastard. <laughs>
2: Super.
0: There's a. This doesn't give like anything away, but in the news, not when I sent you cable, but in the new Star Wars game, the Star Wars Squadrons. Mm -hmm. um, One of the character, one of the Rebel characters, he's basically part of the Rebellion because he has a death mark everywhere except the Rebellion. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you know, one character is like, "How did you get a death mark? Like, how did you get a death mark so big? Like in the entire galaxy." He's like, all you did was like sell a like a knockoff piece of artwork to like a you know like an imperial captain, and the rebels like, well how was I supposed to know that imperial captain was going to present it to a gift to Grand Admiral Thrawn? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that will make sense when you watch the series more. Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, don't try and sell fake art to Thrawn. We should legitimately wrap up the show now. Okay, that sounds good.
2: For sure.
0: Thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the commentary. It's just kind of us goofing while we watch Star Trek and having lots of good time and random trivia. And we'll be (laughs) back next week with schisms.
1: That's going to be so good.
0: Uh, With that all being said, I am Aaron Duran.
2: I'm Ian
1: And I'm Cable Hushitani.
0: We will talk to everybody next week. Oregon, October 13th is your last day to register, so do that. So you can vote out Ted Wheeler if you live in Portland. (laughs) He's now down 12 points. That's still not enough. I want him to get such a trouncing. Good night, everybody.